and, and, and thank you again for being here today. I want to I take you a little bit further into this, this idea of the power of prayer and understand more about what prayer is and what it can do for you and how it can work in your life. So let's pray together and then we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll dive right in. Father, thank you again for an opportunity to be in the Word today. Thank you, Lord, for moms. We just uh, celebrate moms one more day, God. Uh, it's just a joy to know moms and, and to be able to, uh, to uh, celebrate their lives. They do so many things for us. And, and Lord, thanks is, is not enough. Words are not even enough for all that moms do. But God, I just uh, pray your blessing on them and continue to watch them and, and be with them. And, and God, we pray that you'll just uh, carry us through this week. Lord, as we move along, God, we've, we have these designated times of prayer. They're powerful times of prayer where we're praying. Our elders, our pastors, our leaders are praying. We're coming together, God, to, to seek you because we want, we want the opening of our church, God, to be a, a, an impactful day, a, a, not only a time of celebration, but a time where we look to you and honor you. And God, we focus our attention on you, not your hand, but God, on your, on your face, as the word says. Because, God, you, you are worthy of all praise and honor and glory. So touch, Lord, this moment, we pray. And let the word speak to us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when we left off on, on, on Thursday, uh, and I want to, again, let me just say this too. Thank you, Brother James, for Friday. Thank you for uh, giving, giving a, a great lesson on Friday. I appreciate you so much for doing that. Uh, but when we were on, so when we were on Thursday, it was the last time that I was with you. And we were talking about, we were talking about prayer. And we kind of left off. I, I left off on uh, Hebrews chapter 4, 16. And I just want to just touch that one more time before we move to the next part of this. But uh, uh, the, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And we broke it down and we said this, look, this is, this is how it works. How do we come to God? We come boldly to God. Why? Because we're his sons and daughters. So we can be frank with God. We can be honest with God. We can be uh, at times even outspoken. God, I don't understand why this is going on. I don't, I don't get it. I, there's things that have been happening over the last few months I don't get. So I'm saying, God, I don't get it. But we can come with assurance knowing that God's not going to say, get out of my face. You have no business asking me those things. No, he's going to welcome us in because we're his sons and daughters. He loves us, so we can come boldly to him. Where do we come? We come boldly to the throne of grace, where that divine influence is upon our heart. What draws us into that is the divine influence of his grace upon us. And it ref it's reflected in our lives. So we reflect the grace of God. We walk in the grace of God. We reflect that grace as people see us and as he who knows us well, he's our father. So he knows us. Man, I know my son and daughter. I know them. I know my grandchildren. I know them. Why? Because there's a reflection. I hear people all the time say, boy, you know what? Your, your daughter really looks like you. Your granddaughter really looks like you. Your grandson really looks like you. Why, is they, why do they say that? Because there's a reflection there. There are traits there that they can see that remind them of who I am. The same thing applies to you and me as we are before the Lord. What traits do you exemplify? What is it? Grace. It's the grace. It's the reflection of his love toward us. His we reflect that to a world that's lost. We reflect that. And it, it is that divine influence that's upon us. So that's why we, we can go to the throne of grace. Why do we go there? Why do we come? We come there to obtain mercy and to find grace for help. That word obtain, we said, look, that word obtain means to receive or to accept an object or a benefit for which, uh, which the initiative rests with the giver. 
In other words, he gives to us the grace. He gives to us the mercy. He gives, it calls attention to this transfer upon the receiver. We receive what he gives us. We receive grace. We receive mercy, right? Mercy. What is that mercy? To obtain kindness, concern. That, that there, there's a serious need here. He give, when there's a serious need, he gives us mercy. That grace is a reflection upon the heart again. It shows the kindness. It's the implication of the graciousness on the part of the one showing the kindness. He's showing grace to us. He's showing kindness to us. And then we said that word help, to help in time of need. Help means to frap the vessel, to, to wrap us up. To, to, we're going, if we're going to go through storms, if we're going to be in storms, we're going to go through tough times. Some of you right now are experiencing the toughest times of your life. But do you understand that he will wrap you? That he will hold you together? That he will keep you? He will make sure that in your time of need, that's when we come, in our time of need. We come to him. Now, we don't just come to God in times of need, but I want you to understand that we can come boldly we can be unreserved in speech. We can speak frankly without concealment, but we can be free, fearless, outspoken, frank, blunt at times, if you will, flow and pour forth to the throne of grace that we can obtain, we can take, we can make our own, we can claim and receive what is given, this mercy, this kindness, this compassion. Why? Because he'll help us. He'll wrap us in our times. Man, that, that, if you don't believe me, take the time to study that, just that one verse, that one simple verse, and look all of the benefits God has. Now, we don't just come to him in time of need. We come to him because he's God. He's our father. You know, I love it when my children just come to me and just put their arms around and say, I love you, daddy. I love you, dad. Man, that just melts my heart. I tell my grandchildren all the time, if you want Papa to do something, just melt his heart. That's all you got to do. Buddy, you know what they'll do? They'll melt my heart. It is amazing what they will do. That, that kind little voice, that, that little voice that just says, I love you, Papa. I love you. I, I do. That, this, that just changes everything. They're, they're, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing that goes on here when you understand this whole idea of being able to understand the person of prayer. This person of prayer. But not only do we understand the purpose of we need to understand the purpose of prayer. What is the real purpose of prayer? Well, if you look in the Word of God, as we've been looking at Matthew 6, he says, it's your kingdom come, your will be done. This tells us immediately that the prayer has one major purpose, and that is to seek and secure the will of God. That's what we want. We want the will of God. I hear people all the time, I don't know what the will of God is. I don't know what it is. Listen, the will of God is to seek his face. That's the will of God. When you seek his face, his will is unfolded. Prayer is answered only when it is in the will of God. You know, there's a lot of times we know we pray a lot of stuff. And a lot of it's just not his will. It's just not within the will. But remember, prayer is not some exercise whereby we try to bend God's will to fit ours. Man, I can tell you how many times, there were times in my life when I prayed, I wanted something so badly. You know, and I tried to do everything I could to try to get God to do it. But prayer is not, prayer is not, you know, talking God into something that he doesn't want to do. You, you, in fact, you, you know, you can't do it. You just can't talk. My grandchildren, listen, when my grandchildren come to me and they want something, you know, sometimes I'll hear Eleni say, please, please, Papa, please, 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 please. 
they, they got me the at the very first word they said. Papa, I love you. Would you please? When they, when they come to me in that way, they already got me. They don't have to bend my, they're not bending my will. They're not changing my mind. That's not how it works. Now, there's times when that we won't do it simply because of the fact that it's not within the will of the things that need to be done. But you know what? I, God desires to give good gifts to his children. That's what his word says. He desires that. So prayer's not talking God into something. I, I wish we'd learn this. You don't have to try to convince God to do things. That's not how it works. In fact, if you understand the secret is knowing God's will, it, you know, the secret to that, uh, knowing his will and, and asking him for it comes when you know his word. If you know his word, then you know his will. The Bible says in, in Nehemiah, he said, he prayed like this. He says, I pray, Lord, God of heaven, O great and awesome God. Notice how he's, you know, he's just, he's coming to God with this, this praise. You know, it, it, this is God. You who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. See how he's doing this? This is his prayer. This is a prayer he prayed in Nehemiah 1. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer that we're praying. See, he's just saying, God, you know, I already know who you are. I know that you, you listen to those who you love, who follow your commandments. You already turn your, your, your ears there. You're going to be attentive to these things. See, so you've got to know, you got to know the word. So pray the word. This becomes important. Just pray his word. This is the will of God. Pray the will of God. Pray his word. The other thing is, you got to know the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, in Romans chapter 8, Paul said in verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought. You ever felt that way? I mean, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to put this in words. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Wow. So the Holy Spirit teaches us the will of God and helps us to pray as we ought to pray. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to help us while we're praying. Prayer is not natural. It's just not natural. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to help us there, especially in our times, he says, in our times of weakness. The truth of the matter is, we're weak pretty much all the time. Without the power and strength of the Holy Spirit, we're going to be weak. If we rely on the flesh, we're going to be weak. So the Holy Spirit teaches us what the will of God is. He'll pray. When I don't know what to pray, the Bible says he prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. Things that go on, stuff that's on the inside of me that I myself cannot, I cannot pray. The prayer of the Holy Spirit. See, praying is the Holy Spirit finding a desire in the heart of the Father and then placing that desire into our heart. What's the will of God? What is his desire? You know, uh, the Bible says that you know, when I pray, if I delight myself in the, in the Lord, see, I delight in the Lord, the psalmist said, he will then give me the desire. Wow. The desire is then set back from heaven. And it, this, is, this is the, 
the power of the cross. This is the power of, of, of the grace of God. This is what God does. See, so, so look, at, look, at, look at this progression that happens. Here's how we, how we pray. We pray to the Father through the Son in the Spirit against the enemy with all the saints. Does that make sense? We pray to the Father. He's my dad. He's my father. I can go to him. I can speak to him. But I go through the intercession of his son because he's ever interceding for me in the power of the Spirit that works in my life that I can stand against the enemy. Why? Because you know as well as I know. You know who else is in the throne room? The accuser of the brethren. If you remember, I, I talked about this at, in times past about heaven's a courtroom. And how heaven is designed as a courtroom. And, and that, you know, we need the Holy Spirit, right? Because he inter he's the one who speaks for us in our behalf. And the intercessor, Jesus, it's because of him. We speak against the enemy. Because the enemy is constantly accusing the brethren. He's constantly going, he's constantly bringing something up about us. All the time. What we need to know, we need to know that it is praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. He, he, we pray in the Spirit. He uses our mind. He puts those thoughts. Have you ever been in prayer and all of a sudden just something comes to you as you're praying? It's just there. There it is. Or as you're praying, all of a sudden you see a shift in your prayer. You might have been starting out one way and all of a sudden there's a shift in the prayer. What's going on? I believe the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, is, is pleading our case. So this is, this is the, the, the format of prayer. This is the power of prayer. This is why we should pray. Not only should we, uh, we should un understand this, this idea of, of, uh, of, 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 of purpose, but we need to understand also the provision, right? What's the provision? Well, we can ask God for our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. While, while we should not pray selfish prayers, we certainly may pray personal prayers for personal needs. I mean, our God is concerned with every need we have in our lives. There, in fact, you know, the Bible says we, we have not because we ask not. So he, in, in this model of prayer that Jesus laid out, in Matthew 6, he says, pray, give us this day our daily bread, right? Philippians 4, 19. My God shall what? Supply what part of our needs? Some of our needs? No. My God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There you have it. How does God supply? He supplies out of the riches of, of his glory. Out of the riches of his glory. Think about that. In Christ. What has Christ done for you? He has paid the ultimate price for you and me. He's given us everything that we need. There's, there's not a thing we have need of. The reality, when we go to the Lord in prayer, you know, our daily bread, does God know we have our need, need our daily bread? Yes. So what does he tell us? He tells us that, that uh, you know, to seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all the other things will be added. That's what he tells us. In James chapter 4 and 2, he says, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet 
you do not have because you do not ask. So what's he saying? He's saying, look, you're going through all this stuff. How many, how many times have you argued with your spouse or fought or, or, or used your words to hurt people and, and tear All that, you, or, or I wish I could have that, or I'm going to, you do all this external stuff. That's what James was saying. He said, look, you know, you go on, you say, well, I've never murdered. I've never coveted. Yeah, yeah, you have. Maybe not with, like, physically, but what about your tongue? How many times have you said evil against somebody else? You, we, we, we do these things in the external. We fight. We wage war. We do all these things. And yet, we never obtain all this energy and all this, all this stuff, this futile stuff we do and never, never even receive. And all he says is that you have not because you what? You don't ask. Well, how do you ask in faith? Ask in the name of Jesus. Be specific. Talk to the Lord. You know, when you go to him, you know, this is the thing. A lot of the stuff that we do, you know, uh, general prayer, uh, you know, we pray generally a lot of times. Oh, God, just bless the world. God, save the world. God, God wants to save the world. He sent his only son to save the world. That's what the word, the word says. But what about your sons and daughters? What about your grandchildren? What about your husband and your wife? What about the things that are going on specifically? When was the last time you were just specific? God, this is the thing that's going on in my life right now. I am dealing, I am wrestling with this. This stuff is happening in my life. Lord, this is the daily thing I've got going on. Lord, these are the daily things that are happening in my life. This is the stuff. This is what he wants. He wants you to be specific with him. Go to him and pray. When my son asked me for something, you know, I want him to tell me, I, God, Dad, I, I want this. Well, I remember when he wanted his, his first gaming system. You know, he said, I want this. What do you want? I want this. This is what I want. You got to tell me what. I don't know what that is. So he has to show me. He gets a picture. You know, my granddaughter has, she's figured out how to get, put the wish list on Amazon. And so she has a wish list. My grandkids get wish lists. They put them on Amazon. And so when I go on Amazon, guess what I see? I see their wish list. This is what they want. They don't want something else. They want that. Don't you think that your Father in Heaven knows what you have need of? He does, but what's He want you to do? He wants you to ask. He wants you to ask. Why? Because that's the whole provision. He wants to provide for you. He'll make a way. That's what His Word says. He'll make a way for you, whether even when there seems in the, in the way of the wilderness, in the desert places even, He'll become an oasis to you. But you've got to be willing to talk to Him and be specific. Then I think about the pardon of prayer. You know, uh, when I think about this, I think about Jesus taught us to pray for daily forgiveness. Not just for daily bread, but for daily forgiveness. And it's interesting. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So notice the, the reciprocation here. In other words, I can't expect God to forgive my trespasses if I'm not willing to forgive the trespasses of others. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. How can I ask God to forgive my debt if I'm not willing to forgive the debt of someone else? If I'm not willing to forgive the transgression of someone else? If I'm not willing to forgive? Forgiveness is such an important aspect. It, this is the reciprocation of it. When I forgive, I'm forgiven. In fact, the truth of the matter is, the provision is made. This is powerful. When you think about how Jesus taught this, he taught this to do this on a daily basis. Why? Because you know what? How many times do you offend others, and how many times have you been offended? How many times in a day do you find yourself 
dealing with that, that whole idea of offense where you feel it rising up in you. And here's what he says. He says, look, you know what? Uh, a lot of our prayers, a lot of our prayers are not, are not answered simply because we're not including a confession and repentance of our own pra- in our own prayer. We're not confessing to God. God, you know what? I, 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 I did, I've, I've held that against that person. And, and the Bible says that when that happens, that, that you should leave your gift at the altar. You should go make right those things with those that are out there and then come back and then the Lord will receive our gift. It's that simple. So what we need to understand is, is we need to understand how that, that provision is made. You see, we can't pray effectively with dirty hands, defiled hearts, and double minds. So we have to ask God. So here's the thing. Do you need God to answer your daily, your daily needs? You want him to? He will. But understand also that he wants you to come to him with daily for, to, for daily forgiveness. Forgive us this day. Forgive us this day. See? Forgive the trespasses. Forgive the debts. Forgive people. Let it go. How many times do I forgive someone? 70 times 70. What happens when someone strikes you on one cheek? He said, turn the other. What's he saying? He's saying, this is the way I want you to live. This is, and you know what? You can live this when you pray. When this becomes a daily part of your prayer, this is how you live. So maybe you're struggling with that. Maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe that's something that's going on in you that you're just, man, I just wrestle over these things so much in my life. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Father, thank you for supplying my daily needs. Thank you for being the, the, the provision of my life. Thank you for always watching out for me, God. Thank you for always seeing the things that go on in my life. Thank you, God, for being the one, Lord, who has laid out the, the true purpose and understanding of what prayer is all about, that we pray your will, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that, you, that from there, God, you give us our daily needs. And from our daily needs, God, we can, we can walk in forgiveness, forgiveness of, of others who've hurt us. And, and God, those, oh Lord, that we've hurt, we go to them and we ask for forgiveness so that we can walk in your favor. We can walk in your will. We can walk in your purpose. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit pray through us those things. So that we can see. Sometimes, God, when we come to prayer, we come, Lord, not even thinking about those things. And all of a sudden, there it is. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is showing us, revealing our shortcomings and helping us so that we can walk in true forgiveness as we've been forgiven. Oh, God, bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to thank you for being a part of this daily uh, telecast that we have. Thank you for joining with us. And I look forward to seeing you again for another episode of Shelter Daily in His Word.